0: The KXAN News Podcast is sponsored by Shelf Genie.
1: Welcome to KXAN News Today. Here are your Wednesday morning headlines. People in Round Rock are back in their homes after a bomb scare. It was at a home on Jasmine Path near South Creek Drive in Round Rock. Police say the object was not a bomb, but didn't say exactly what it was.
2: A House bill that will regulate books in public school libraries is scheduled for a hearing at the House today. This afternoon, the Texas Freedom Network is hosting a read-in at the Capitol. The group says it's dedicated to strengthening public schools. It's against legislative efforts to ban some books from libraries. Attendees will read from books that are being targeted for censorship in Texas
1: public schools. The Austin Fire Department and Austin-Travis County EMS are going to hold a groundbreaking today for their new joint station. The entire station off of East Riverside is being reconstructed. The event takes place at 1 o'clock this afternoon. We're going to start off with breaking news this morning. A deadly shooting at a North Austin apartment complex. I'm Sally Hernandez. And
2: I'm Erica Brennis. Police are still on the scene, but they are clearing out of the hedge apartments off I-35 and North Lamar. Let's take a live look there right now. Police say they received 911 calls about a man in his 20s shot around 10 last night.
1: It happened inside one of those apartments. Officers tried to save the man, but they couldn't. APD said this is an isolated incident, and they're talking with witnesses to try to figure out how and who this person, who shot this person. Going in depth, police are investigating. This, this is Austin's 24th homicide of the year. There were 20 around this time last year. We ended 2022 with a total of 71 homicides. Around this time, two years ago, we were at 28 homicides. The record and the year was back in 2021 with 88
0: first warning weather with meteorologist Kristen Curry.
3: Well, good Wednesday morning. We begin with a live look outside. This is our Whittlesey Landscape Supplies weather camera there in Granite Shoals. A lot of cloud cover. As you can see, we're going to see way more clouds and sun today, but not seeing anything falling from those clouds on radar. It's possible we get a few sprinkles this morning, though. Temperatures nothing to worry about. Upper 60s to low 70s everywhere you look. 70 in Austin. 69 right now in Bastrop. Upper 60s to low 70s out in the hill country. And as you can tell, compared to yesterday, we're already about five to seven degrees warmer. We're gonna continue this warming trend into the day today with temperatures likely to break that 80 degree mark forecast high today, 82 in Austin. Now I'm gonna keep in that 10% chance of an isolated shower, isolated storm through the day today, but there will be much better rain chances coming in tomorrow. We've got this cold front coming through and this is gonna help trigger some storms and showers, not only tomorrow, but for the first half of our Friday as well. And then another disturbance rolls in late weekend into next week and keeps those rain chances alive. So our rainfall potential over the next six to seven days is actually looking pretty good. So I'm going to show you those numbers. We'll talk more about the timing of the heaviest rain tomorrow. It's coming up in your first morning forecast
1: emotional testimony from families of the victims of the uvalde and santa fe school shootings they waited more than 12 hours at the capitol to testify during the texas house hearing on gun related bills several bills but the main one the the families testified about is a bill to raise the age limit from 18 to 21 to buy a weapon it's sponsored by uvalde's representative democrat tracy king who tells us that he expects his bill will also be left pending pending Families say they wish to have seen change earlier.
2: If 18 to 21 would have been passed a while, while back, um, this wouldn't have happened. I wouldn't have been here because when he purchased that gun, he had just turned 18.
1: Testimony wrapped up not too long ago around 2 o'clock this morning. We'll have more on this uh, throughout the newscast here. For the first time since it launched, Austin police took questions from city council on the department's partnership with DPS.
2: Violent crime has dropped about 25% across the city since DPS started patrolling in Austin. Chief Chacon says DPS's main focuses are high crime areas and hotspots for reckless driving. APD uses data to determine the high crime areas troopers are needed the most.
0: Over time, what I expect to happen is that you will see DPS actually move. As we displace crime that happens in certain parts of town to other parts of
2: town, well then
0: we will move and we're always going to let the data guide us.
2: Chief Chacon says the number of troopers deployed in Austin will vary week by week, as will the locations where DPS patrols more heavily. He also says the department is working on gathering demographics information regarding the traffic stops. Going in depth, APD's average response time for emergency assistance in areas where DPS officers were deployed was reduced by almost two minutes. Those were previously as high as nine and a half minutes. Meanwhile, the response times to urgent calls in these areas were reduced by seven minutes. Those used to be a wait of over 19 minutes. Looking at the entire city, response times for calls for emergency assistance were reduced by 23 seconds. AND AVERAGE RESPONSE TIMES TO URGENT CALLS WERE REDUCED BY 52 SECONDS. Chief Chacon will discuss how police access and collect data. He'll meet with data privacy experts at 10 this morning. They're addressing the balance between law enforcement agencies and meeting transparency, privacy, and security expectations,
1: all while ensuring that they have the necessary tools and safeguards. Austin School District is still waiting to find out if the Texas Education Agency will delay appointing a conservator to the district. The other option, though, it's requesting why United Healthcare
2: Insurance customers will have to start paying out of network or find a new provider for some radiology services.
1: Good morning, it is a little rainy that we can see from our camera over at Granite Shoals. Kristen is watching your forecast. She's back, has the latest on that to kickstart your Wednesday, April the 19th. Let's talk about Austin School District that is still waiting to find out if the Texas Education Agency will delay appointing a conservator to the district.
2: The district requested a monitor instead of a conservator. AISD has been under investigation for years for failures serving special education students. KXAN's Nabil Ramadna tells us what some parents would like to see happen.
0: AFTER TEA'S RECOMMENDED CONSERVATORSHIP OVER AISD'S SPECIAL EDUCATION DEPARTMENT...
1: WE WOULD LIKE TO INSTEAD HAVE A MONITOR IN PLACE, WHICH IS ONE NOTCH BELOW A CONSERVATOR.
0: MONDAY NIGHT, AUSTIN ISD RESPONDED.
1: ALLOW US TO HAVE A MONITOR FOR A YEAR AND THEN REVISIT THE CONSERVATOR OPTION.
0: THIS MOVE WOULD ALLOW A DOCUMENTATION OF HOW THINGS ARE GOING. AND FOR PARENTS LIKE LEAH KELLY, WHOSE DAUGHTER RECEIVES SERVICES FROM THE SPECIAL EDUCATION DEPARTMENT...
3: I'm disappointed. The move is not sitting well. Our kids have an opportunity to get help now. And I think that, um, you know, simply acknowledging that there's a problem doesn't do anything to address the students need now. Kelly's hoping for a conservator,
0: but says there are more issues than just the backlog.
1: We're not denying the fact that we have a backlog and that our special education system needs support.
2: Our education, so it's really important. Pablo
0: Fabian Morales was diagnosed with dyslexia and relies on accommodations. definitely harder
2: for me because I'm taking like dual enrollment.
0: His dad, Peter, says help has been lacking. We found out last year that his accommodations weren't being met. While he wants change, he said he's hoping the district can right the ship under new leadership and a superintendent who's a product of AISD. You know, I think we need to give the superintendent a chance. I think that
4: some state intervention at some point might be something that should be considered. I think we definitely need to work hand in hand with the people that we, we elect and the people that we put
0: In charge, Bill Ramadna, KXAN News.
2: DEA investigators also said they found in some cases, the district waited as long as nine months to evaluate students. The standard is within 45 days. Why lawmakers are arguing that a bill to roll back some laws regulating local business is actually good for business in
1: Texas. An Austin area mom has a warning for parents what she said she found in her baby's formula. This KXAN News Podcast
2: is brought to you by Shelf Genie. I'm Rosie Newberry from KXAN Studio 512. Considering replacing your kitchen cabinets? Struggling to find or reach things? Go to shelfgenie.com slash austin. Shelf Genie designs custom pullout shelves for your existing cabinets, adding convenience and value to the most used room in your home. Shelf Genie custom pull-out shelves, everything in reach.
1: Good morning everyone. There is another live look that we're showing you this morning from one of our cameras. This is on the Estonian, high above the ground, 700 feet, looking at the city of Austin. Thank you everyone for joining us on KXAN News Today. House lawmakers gave preliminary approval to a bill that would roll back some laws regulating local businesses. It goes for final approval in the House today. The legislation would ban city and county ordinances that go beyond current state law. Like city rules requiring sick leave for workers. The bill's author calls it good for business in Texas.
0: We want those small business owners creating new jobs and providing for their families, not trying to navigate a Byzantine array of local regulations that twist and turn every time they cross city limit signs. Very different
1: needs. Democrats say the bill undermines the importance of local decision making. They try to block the bill with procedural points of order, all of those failed.
2: If you are a United Healthcare Insurance customer and need radiology services at ARA Diagnostic Imaging, you will have to pay out of network prices or find a new provider. This also includes people enrolled in Medicare Advantage plans. ARA says it parted ways with the insurance company as of Saturday because United has not been responsive when it comes to renegotiating an agreement. ARA provided KXAN this statement, saying in part, quote, the reimbursement rate United Healthcare has been paying does not allow our practice to recruit well trained radiologists and provide innovative care improvements to serve our patients in the best way possible. United says ARA is demanding a 34% hike over five years. In a statement to KXAN, United says, quote, agreeing to ARA's proposal would increase health care costs by nearly $8 million and is not affordable or sustainable for the people and employers throughout the Austin market. Both United and ARA agree both sides should work together on an agreement. Big news this morning. If you're still sharing a network, (laughs) account. The streaming giant announced a timeline for its crackdown on password sharing.
1: It's coming. It says changes could happen as early as the summer, but there is another change to tell you about. Coming up on the Today Show, the company's new paid sharing plan. If you want to keep your streaming family together for good.
0: If you're a member of, uh, say, a household or or a family member who doesn't live with their parents or uh, with their family, then for a couple bucks extra a month, you can be an add-on. And so you can continue to watch Netflix at your house, but it's not going to be a free ride like it once was.
1: Mmm. <laughs> that hits you where yeah, you live. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there were going to be some stage five clingers and the family. I wonder what family.
2: happens if you get busted. Like, does your account get frozen, or do they just log out the one rogue I would think account? It would just not let
3: you in.
2: It you may know? be just hard for Until them to regulate.
1: I mean, I if they can't too. even do like a live, you know, mm-hmm. showing mm-hmm. of that true, true, true. <laughs> very popular shirt, sure, they're probably going to have a hard time regulating yeah. the millions of people who are like, watching. I'm going to get
3: me Netflix. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Living on the edge. Exactly. Okay. Let me show you what's going on with your forecast because uh, kind of a Netflix inside day. Really, we've got cloudy skies. It's not going to be pretty, but it will be warm outside. We've got that going for us. Clouds and radar not showing us anything in the way of rain right now. We are going to, uh, at this point, wait for our next storm system to bring us more meaningful rain tomorrow. So today there's a couple spot showers, but this storm that we've got toward north and west, large portion of it stays to the north, but it will get close enough to bring us a better chance of storms and showers tomorrow. So let's talk about today. Then we'll get to the good stuff. 70 degrees right now. Humidity high. You will notice the humidity levels today. It's going to be warm. It'll be humid and it'll be breezy at times as winds out of the south gusting up to about 25 miles per hour. Your rain chance is at 10%. I'm not super worried about what we got coming in today think, if anything, we'll see a couple little spots of light rain try and get going. There is going to be a low potential for one or two storms to approach the Hill Country. This model's not showing it, but because that dry line is going to get close enough uh, to us from the west, I think it's possible one or two storms fires up west of I-35, but again, it's a low chance. So when do the high chances come in? That'll be tomorrow. Tomorrow, we start with a couple spot showers possible. I'm more confident in the storm chances coming in late day. This is tomorrow 4, 5, 6 p.m. You can see these storms really exploding over the eastern hill country. I-35 and eastern counties here. This is a cold front that's coming in and it will take its sweet time moving through. So most of tomorrow afternoon and evening, we have got a good 60% chance of storms and showers. What does our severe storm threat look like? Today low. One out of five, San Saba, Mason, and Llano County, little sliver of Gillespie. Tomorrow, I'm a little more confident that we could see one or two of those storms get rowdy. That's a two out of five risk for most counties over the northern half of the Caxing and Viewing Area. Hail and wind, the primary concern. You can see that risk kind of follows the cold front out. This is Friday with the risk of severe storms in our eastern counties. Now, we will be watching, like I said, for hail and wind, but there's also gonna be the potential for some really beneficial rain. Most of us underneath the one-inch mark but there will be pockets of more four inches might be a little bit bit of a stretch but one to two inches in our eastern counties not out of the question seven day forecast 82 today 84 tomorrow with that severe risk so make sure you have a way to stay connected with us tomorrow afternoon and evening 40% chance of storms and showers Friday. Cold front finally passes us. You can see we trade those 80s for 70s and sunshine on Saturday. Then another disturbance rolls in late weekend into next week. Brings the rain chances back. Keeps our temperatures in the 70s. Sunday, Monday, your overnight lows. Nothing to worry about 50s and 60s for the next six to seven
1: nights. Okay, stolen guns are a major concern, according to the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. And it's a report that it did earlier this year and found from 2017 to 2021 in those five years, thieves stole more than a million firearms. The Austin Police Department reported 64% of missing or stolen firearms in 2022 stemmed from car burglaries. Houston saw a record-breaking number last year with more than 4,000 firearms stolen from cars. I spoke with the Texas Parks and Wildlife and the Texas Department of Public Safety teaming up to remind hunters and gun owners to secure, securely lock their weapons. So we're talking today, Sergeant, about the need for people to make sure that their guns and ammunition are all secure and locked away. What is the reason why you decided as DPS you needed to get involved in this campaign?
4: Well, this is an important campaign in the legislature, and the governor thought seriously enough about pushing this word out about safe gun storage because of the number of guns that are stolen every year, whether they're taken out of houses or cars, and even the uh, dangerous acts that are committed by children that get access to guns in the home. You know, even our youngest children have access to guns that are not secured.
1: Do you suspect that the majority of gun owners do secure their weapons, or is there a large group that do not?
4: Well, I think a lot of people don't want to be honest about where they keep their guns and how they keep their guns. So I think that's a statistic that's hard to really get a handle on. But I do know that the more we push out the message on how important it is to lock up these guns and put them away in safe places where people don't have access to it, I think that's going to be better. Um, handle the number of stolen guns that are taken and the number of injuries that occur in the homes.
1: Do you have any information as far as how many guns are actually stolen because they're not locked up? Locked up Is that also a big number in Texas?
4: It is a big number, and periodically we see numbers of uh, firearms that are stolen out of vehicles. I know that Houston had a large number, a couple thousand that were stolen out of vehicles in a year, uh, but I don't have a total number uh, uh, for this year or previous year, but I do know that it's a, a substantial amount of weapons firearms, excuse me, that are taken out of vehicles and taken from homes. And where do they end up? Usually on our streets.
1: So what is the best way? How do you even securely lock one up? Is there a correct way to do that?
4: Well, basically, you want those one, two, three to keep them safe. You want to put that firearm in a safe or a locked uh, box or even in some kind of biometric thing where it's not uh, accessible to anyone in the home or Or anybody who shouldn't handle it and again the the ammunition is also important you know if somebody does get into your home and they don't get your weapon they may be able to get the ammunition so you also want to store that ammunition in a locked place and safe and away from people and third and most importantly if you restrict that access to everyone who comes into the home that doesn't need access to that firearm you're pretty much taking care of one and two
1: sergeant dion crockle with dps thank you so much for that thank you All right, Dominion Voting Systems and Fox News reaching a nearly $788 million settlement late yesterday afternoon, narrowly avoiding a defamation trial.
2: The trial ended before it even started. The judge announcing the parties had come to a settlement just before opening statements were set to begin. NBC's Drew Petromo reports from Washington on why this is not the end of the issue
5: lawyers for Dominion voting systems claiming victory. The truth matters. Lies have consequences. Over two years ago, a torrent of lies swept Dominion and election officials across America into an alternative universe Dominion accused Fox News of spreading false accusations that its systems rigged the 2020 election for Joe Biden.
3: The machine ran an algorithm that shaved votes from Trump and awarded them to Biden.
5: At the center of it all, Dominion voting systems. Are they the culprit here? Dominion filed suit, demanding $1.6 billion in damages. Fox agreeing to pay Dominion nearly $790 million to avoid a trial where its top personalities and executives were set to be called as witnesses.
4: Throughout this process, we have sought accountability and believe the evidence brought to light through this case underscores the consequences of spreading lies. Fox News releasing a statement
5: acknowledging certain claims about Dominion to be false, adding it's hopeful the decision to resolve this dispute with Dominion amicably instead of the acrimony of a divisive trial allows the country to move forward. Money is accountability, and we got that today from Fox, but we're not done yet. Dominion promises to continue with legal action against other conservative media outlets, it says also pushed false conspiracies about the 2020 election. Drew Petromo, NBC News, Washington.
1: Fox still faces a similar lawsuit filed by Smartmatic. That's another provider of election systems, and it's demanding a little bit more than the other one, $2.7 billion in damages.
2: Fox has denied the allegations and has called the alleged damages outrageous. The civil rape and defamation trial against former President Donald Trump will proceed next week. This after a federal judge denied a delay request. Trump's attorney argued his client should be allowed a cooling off period following his historic indictment in a case involving hush money payments made during Trump's 2016 presidential campaign. The lawsuit was filed by E. Jean Carroll, a writer who alleges Trump raped her in the mid-1990s. Carroll sued Trump in 2019 after the then-president denied her allegation. The trial is expected to last until the end of May.
0: Thanks for joining KXAN News today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.